0: This is Jude Knoll, and you're listening to the Norse Up Podcast, a production for NKU, by NKU, highlighting the expertise of our university's faculty and staff. Joining me as usual is my co-host, Clayton Castle. Today we're chatting with Dr. Gina Filer, our director of clinical simulation, about NKU's Center for Simulation Education, how it works, and how u- how studying using simulations benefits students in the College of Health and Human Services.
1: As director of the Center for Simulation Education, Gina oversees one of the only simulation labs of its kind in the tri-state area, featuring eight inpatient simulation rooms, eight outpatient examination rooms, and a simulated home health environment. Gina, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hello, thank you for having me. Now for those listening at home,
1: let's paint a picture of this space. How does it feel to step into the Sim Lab, and how much does it feel like a real hospital setting?
2: The Simulation Center at uh, Northern Kentucky University is truly amazing. It is one of the best centers in the country. That's solely for academic use for our NKU students. We do have a few outside users, but I would say 95% of our users are NKU students. Um, we opened in 2018, so we're very new. It's a $100 million building uh, that was invested in infrastructure and technology, so it is, looks like a real hospital. So we're split on three and four over in the HIC building. The third floor is outpatient, so looks more like outpatient setting, apartment, exam rooms. The fourth floor is inpatient, which looks exactly like hospital room's operating room.
0: One of the most impressive things about the simulation center is how sophisticated its mannequins were. Um, I was just there this morning and had a conversation with one. Uh, These aren't your typical store mannequins. They can cry, they have a pulse, and even give birth. Just how much can they do, and how advanced is this technology that we have?
2: The technology is truly amazing. We really can simulate any healthcare or um, any activity, really, that we want the students to experience. Um, the mannequins all run off of pretty sophisticated software run off laptop. So simulation is a very controlled environment that seems at times uncontrolled by the learner or user, but those of us that are running the sessions anticipate um, and really have a, a clear direction of the simulation and can keep it on task. So it's a very, um, what do I want to say, a very specific learning environment and we can keep it pretty standard so all of our students have very similar experiences.
1: So uh, how does simulation-based learning compare to how things were previously done and what advantages does it provide to students?
2: So simulation-based learning is a huge asset to healthcare, which benefits everyone. Either we're the provider or we're a patient or a family member's a patient at some time. So having simulation-based learning in your curriculum is hugely beneficial to everyone. What we can do is create any scenario over in um, the simulation center. So we can do a lot of um, high incidence, uh, low volume scenarios. So you might not see it very often, but if you do see it, you need to uh, be quick about it. So for example, it might be someone having a stroke or someone might having a hemorrhage or a bleed. I might not see that every day, but when I do see it, I need to really be quick about it in order to provide the best patient outcome. So being able to simulate those activities and have our learners and students participate makes them more confident at the bedside or in their practice um, out in the the setting which they're practicing. And they're able to um, really examine themselves at the bedside, how they um, practice under stress and really being able to um, provide the best outcomes for their patients.
0: And speaking of different settings, many of the pictures people may have seen in the simulation center show mannequins and hospital beds, but there's a lot more to it than that. We have outpatient spaces that look more like where you might get a checkup, and there's also a space that looks more like a normal living room or apartment. Uh, how many students and majors get to take advantage of this center, and what breadth of different types of settings do we actually see in here?
2: That's a great point. So you do think of inpatient simulation, which we do a lot of, but our third floor is dedicated to outpatient simulation. So we have eight um, exam rooms, which looks um, like a clinic or where you would go see your, your physician or provider. Uh, we also have them in the apartment setting so what goes along with those spaces is if we have a very robust actor program. They're called Standardized Patient Actors. So we have about 20 actors that we employ here at NKU that will be your patients or your um, clients that you're interacting for the day. They are excellently trained. Some of them have healthcare background, some of them have acting background, and we train them for that scenario. So um, you're not going to see a mannequin in those spaces because now we're in the outpatient setting. It's more on communication and working on um, assessment and and other aspects of that. So we use our actors pretty heavily down there um, in that space. Also, it allows us to expand the program so not everybody practices in an in, in care, uh, inpatient setting so we have a lot of um, other majors that can use that space such as social work counseling um, occupational therapy which do practice in the clinical setting but also now we can add another setting nursing doesn't only practice in the hospital most of our um, disciplines practice outside the acute care setting as well so it really allows to give a very nice Um, robust education to the students where they can practice in various settings.
0: And while we do have a wide array of students that are participating in this simulation-based learning, what do you think the future holds for simulation-based learning?
2: I think sky's the limit on simulation. There's always new um, technologies coming about. There's always research coming out that's supporting the use of simulation in your programs that improves patient care outcomes. Like I said, it improves the learner's confidence and competence at the at the bedside or at the setting which they are able to practice. So really expanding, we um, have new programs and requests coming in all the time. Almost every program in the College of Health and Human Services uses the Simulation Center at, in some way, shape, or form. We also have outside of healthcare. So really thinking outside the box. The School of Business here at NKU comes over to use our actors for sales pitch simulations. So really trying to expand that to a variety of other disciplines that will use simulation and it's not just for healthcare.
1: You know, I'm gonna go off script here just for a second. I've been in the simulation center and uh, I can say as someone who is terrified of hospitals, I, I go in there and I just, ugh. But I got I got the same feeling in the simulation center, and I mean that as a compliment because that simulation center is it really feels like a hospital. It, it, it gives me that feeling of these students are learning what it's like to be in a in a healthcare setting. When you have that kind of unique center here on a college campus, how does that set NKU apart from other colleges and universities?
2: It really sets NKU above and beyond, and I think. Um, NKU, I appreciate you doing this podcast because I really think more people need to know about the amazing learning opportunities that students have when they come to NKU. Because our center is so large, we can open that up to a large number of students and really have very, a lot of opportunities for the students to come. Instead of maybe one or two while they're here, they can come every other week, or they can come multiple, multiple times to be able to experience the simulation center. So I really believe that our students here at NKU are getting an education that they are not able to get at a lot of other universities or places because we have this wonderful center. We have a lot of disciplines over there they can interact with multidisciplinary education and really be able to work through scenarios in that way.
0: And while I was there this morning, I noticed that you were setting up for a field trip that was happening later. How do high school students react to the space and the mannequins, and what do they learn from, you know, a field trip to the simulation center?
2: We do a lot of outreach over there. I'm glad you brought that up. So, again, we'll do a lot of field trips to uh, mostly high school students that come through the simulation center. So what we might do, like we're doing this morning, we'll give them um, some practice in hands-on CPR um, and working with the AED. So if they're out in the community, they're able to, you know, practice that CPR. They're not getting certified by any means, but they're able to have that experience and the mannequins and technology give feedback. They'll also go upstairs and do some bedside care with one of our mannequins. So maybe he'll have a respiratory issue and they need to put him on some oxygen and kind of work them through that scenario, be able to listen to the mannequins' lungs and be able to do that. And what it does is it exposes them to the wonderful things we have on campus here at NKU that they might not know that we had. And really be able to have them do some bedside learning as our students would here. So being able to um, experience that in the simulation center, the field trips they love coming to the simulation center because it's interactive learning. We are a completely experiential learning center, so it's not lecturing. They're hands-on at the bedside and really be able to experience and learn from experience.
1: Jana, t- just you know, we've talked a lot about the simulation center. Um, let's. Shift to you. What got you interested in clinical education? What got you interested in the healthcare field?
2: I am a nurse. So I've been a nurse for, oh my gosh, probably almost 30 years. So I worked at the bedside for quite a few years and then went back and started education as a clinical professor, fell in love with the education side of healthcare. When I was in my master's program, I took a class in simulation and loved simulation-based learning just because it's experiential It's exciting. I love teaching it um, to be able to, to expand um, just the focus of the learner and be able to, to open some new avenues for being able to, to teach. Um, I've been at NKU about 10 years. This is my 10th year. I just finished my 10th year actually here at NKU um, as um, faculty in the BSN nursing program. And I ran um, their simulation program for nursing. When the new building opened, um, I accepted the position of director of the Center for Simulation Education. So I still do teach in nursing. Um, I love teaching. It is um, my first love and passion of being able to teach, but also being able to oversee the operations of the Sim Center, really push us forward, being able to get us internationally accredited with the Society of Simulation and Healthcare, which really puts us as an exemplar of excellence and teaching and education in simulation. So really pushing the simulation center forward and expanding it to, it's not just, One discipline that uses it really having the vision that simulation is for everyone and not only just healthcare. So that's really our mission moving forward is expanding and bringing in some disciplines that typically might not think that they would use the simulation center.
1: Now, you talked a little bit about the Health Innovation Center. I mean, just from experience, I think that building, not just simulation center, but the building itself really sets NKU Park. It's such a beautiful building.
2: It's an amazing building. As I said, it's about a $100 million investment was in through the state and some private donors. And it's just a great learning space. It's bright, it's new, it's just, it sets NKU apart from many universities um, where students might have the the choice of going here at NKU, which is a a wonderful um, place to get an education.
1: Any final words before we let you go?
2: No, just thank you for having me, and don't be strangers. Anybody that's interested can email me, get in touch with me, and I can give you a tour of the center, take you through, and if you think, oh, I don't know if I can use simulation, just contact me, and we can talk about it because I promise you we can integrate simulation into whatever you want to be doing.
1: You know, Jude and I have both been to the simulation center, and we can both say it, it it's real. It's really... Um, amazing to see what we offer here at NKU in terms of clinical education, getting that hands-on experience in the healthcare field before they even get into the hospital or, or the doctor's office or, or whatever. Um, I think it's really amazing that we have that here on campus. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me.
1: This has been another episode of the Norse Up podcast. As always, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not on there, as always, let us know and we will get on there. Be sure to follow NKU Magazine on the social medias, at NKU Magazine on Twitter, and the main NKU socials at NKUEDU uh, and Northern Kentucky University on Facebook. Again, that's been another episode of the Norse Up podcast. And as always, Norse Up!